Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. everyone. Friday afternoon. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. It's episode 206. And the subject of today is Ideas Transformed, Bringing Imagination to Life with Ryan Garazadine. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm very good. How are you, Darren? Very, very well. I should tell everybody, aka Gaza. We'll call him Gaza for short. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just to give you a little bit more insight into who Ryan or Gaza is, he's a creative powerhouse who finds joy in bringing imagination to life. When not on duty, he channels his passion for building robots, rockets, and other things that bring practicality and joy to other people. From crafting intricate toys to resurrecting telescopes, Gaza embraces the art of building something out of nothing. For example, when he was a kid, he made a guitar with a tissue box, cardboard roll, and rubber bands. He prefers to build things by hand, whether it is toys, robots, or some other contraption than spending hours designing by computer and using trial and error to get his laser cutter 3D printer to work. His talent for creating captivating experiences for others is matched only by the satisfaction he finds in turning visions into tangible realities. Through his skills and boundless creativity, Gaza continues to inspire others to embrace the magic of making. So welcome again, mate. How are you doing? Thank you for the intro. Very good, thanks. My pleasure. That's fascinating. So you've always been a someone that likes to just create things with your hands, yeah, old-fashioned, analog way. Yeah, that's right. When, when I was a kid, I used to always um, be fascinated with how things worked. So I have taken apart the odd VCR and the odd TV and, and <laughs> yeah, sure. most of the time not been able to put it back together. Right. Um, as a kid, I used to take apart my, my parents' old you know, grandfather clock and and um, I'm pretty disappointed I did that because now we can't find it and, and uh, it's a nice piece of antique, had I known better. But yes, I've always been fascinated with building things out of stuff lying around the house. And I think back in the time when I was growing up in the 80s, that's what you did. You, the toys yeah. were more practical. Um, yes, we had video games, but you spent more time doing things and, and making things um, rather than just um, spending hours and hours on a, on a computer playing video games. Yeah, I, I remember. We're probably similar age, and I remember, you know, that's what we used to do. You know, we used to, right. it was all done by hand. You used to build yep. tree houses. We used yep. to build contraptions. Yeah. Is to do arts and crafts nowadays it's all digital it, it, it's all digital and there is something to be said about you know humans in, in terms of their evolutionary step was when they learned how to make things or you use tools that was the next major step so as soon as they learn how to use their hands to build stuff that's right that's build tools. yeah that's right exactly tool yeah i can imagine just have pictures of your household you probably you know walk through your door and then the the, the dining table has got all these contraptions on top of it that yes you, that you've yeah. unpacked and 
taken apart and everybody's saying, where's this, where's that? Yes, yes. Where's the remote control? Why is the TV not working? <laughs> Even now, every day, my wife takes all the stuff in the living room and she puts it all in my office desk. It's just all <laughs> the stuff. And, you know, before the day is out, I'll have it all moved out there. But you, you walk around my house, you'll see a, a lot of contraptions. Uh, fortunately, I have a very patient wife. She, she <laughs> understands the need for this and, and how, what it means to me. So she's very supportive. She yeah. can do with a little bit of mess, with a little less mess. So well, That's kind of a good point because I wanted to ask you, I mean, where do you think this comes from? What drives you? Um, I think I think I've always been fascinated with building things. I like um, as I got older, I, you know, as a kid, I used to watch TV shows. You know, I used to watch Star Wars or um, the you know old old robot movies. I'm like, oh, this would be cool if I had one of those. And then <laughs> as I got older and, and learnt the skill, it's like, oh, this is something I can do now. So I just try and build things. But I think you know creating something from nothing you know seeing seeing something evolve from a from an idea to a piece of paper really shows what anyone is capable of it's just uh, i'm just doing it on a smaller scale that's all yeah but you feel like obviously you're the type of person that if you're not if you don't have a creative project or you're not creating something you're you feel something's not right like you've just got to always have something to focus on that's right. There's always something. Yeah. There's always something that gives me, you know, I have my, you know, my family, my, my, sure, uh, my wife, but I always feel like there's always some other purpose. I need to be always doing something and, yeah. and one to keep myself stimulated. And, and second, it's, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's a break. It's a break from life. It's a break from work and, and yeah, it keeps sure. me interested. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing, mate. It's a real nice uh, mix between right brain, left brain. as they say. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you think your ideas come from? Like where, how, tell us more about the process of how you generate, oh, I'm going to do that or I'm going to take that apart. It could be um, sometimes I watch other people do things and I'm like, oh, I think I can do that. For example, you know those little um, jigsaw dinosaurs, the little toy ones around this big? Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, oh, how cool would it be to have one that's the size of a museum piece? So so I got, I got the model and I uh, photocopied it scanned it and then blew it up to maybe 20 times and up cutting all the pieces so i made a huge jigsaw dinosaur which was the size of an entire room and it sat there for for a few years so because i thought i thought it looked cool i'm like let's just build it and see what happens yep. uh, now i'm building more to sort of inspire my kids and inspire kids around me that you know you can build things yeah but it could be and that, that's more of a novelty item other practical things just space around the house you know i needed a way to um, you know, cut the grass without really getting off, getting off my backside. So I built a robotic <laughs> mower because it was easier. And now my wife is like, well, she can do some of the, mo you know, she can mow the lawn now, but oh it's using, uh, using her phone. So oh my um, God. And I, 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 try, I try to be practical. Some things I build that don't work and then you learn. Sometimes I build things that are just, you know, um, not worth the effort, but it was fun to build. You know, for example, like I've got a little, a device which adds sugar and mixes it with the tea, mixes it in your in your, in your <laughs> mug. And it, the process takes about 20 seconds. It's cool to watch, but it's like you could have done that in two seconds by hand. Sure. So, I so how did you build that? What did you do? Build this thing that creates the sugar to the coffee. Yeah, so started off, um, you know, uh, I've got, I buy a lot of components online. So start with, you know, easy to use components. Sometimes I salvage components from recycle parts. <laughs> um, I use uh, Arduino microcontrollers to program uh, to program the device, um, and then and then slowly bit by bit add the components, wire them, and then you know there's a lot of there's a lot of wood cutting to actually build the box and then put it together, and test it along the way, and, and then slowly build it up. Wow. So in this case, it's a good example of um, computer programming together with 
old-fashioned craftsmanship and actually hammering yeah. and putting something, some box together. That's right. And I always like to, you know, I try and build it as precise as possible. At the same time, I still want it to look handmade. That way you can show others you can still do things in a handmade capacity. Not everything has to be 3D printed or laser cut, although I can do those where required. I think I think there's still need to show that you can still build things by hand, at least from a prototyping perspective, um, and, and then demonstrate, yes, I, I can do this. Um, yeah. And, and how much of all these uh, contraptions that you build do you actually use? Uh, so the robotic mower, I, I still I use. Wow. Um, I made a vacuum cleaner once, just as as a learning trial and experiment. It did work, <laughs> but then it it wasn't really good at capturing dust. All it really did was move dust from one place, <laughs> one place to, another. to another. More like one of those uh, leaf blowers. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, other practice. I've, I've built a few little small like surveillance drones, which sit at a docking station, and then at night time, if I if I feel the need to inspect what's happening in the house, I've never had to. <laughs> I can turn it on remotely from my room and drive it around, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's got a camera and so I've got a screen. Um, other things are tied to some of the props I've built. So I've built like a, a couple of R2-D2s. I've built a, a little dancing robot for my kids, which spits out bubbles <laughs> just for entertainment and fun. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a few things. Now I'm trying to work on some... A really basic machine learning so i'm working on a dog that can recognize shapes and have some sort of interaction with with the with the user really basic but it's still within the learning phase at the moment my god um and i mean if we look back to like your childhood what was the first thing that you created that everybody said wow that's amazing you know that you're really proud of i think um when i was a so i was living overseas for a little while okay. and um we used to um you know, water didn't come directly from the mains. You'd have to fill up the water tank and then and then you'd use that. That'll last you a week. Yep. And then um, my parents would always say, hey, go up, to the, go up to the roof and check the level of the water tank. And I just got sick of going up there every <laughs> couple of days. So I made a little device with pulleys and cord and a lever and it had it all extending into the house as well. So at any one time they can tell what the water level was and they thought right. that was impressive because I didn't have to go up there ever again. Brilliant, man. That's yeah. fantastic. Then you're selling one to all the neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've built a lot of, I mean, I've built a lot of useless stuff as well. Um, I, I like to build toys because I like to get my kids involved. I've also yeah. learned um, when I when I built things for myself, I understood yeah. how vulnerable they are and how delicate they were. Yeah. Um, but now when I build them, I build them so they can withstand you know, kids, you know, kids will sit on them. They'll throw them. So I'll make him as strong as possible. Okay. I built a pinball machine for my son um, and he used it for two seconds. So now my wife uses it more. I use it more. Um, yeah. Now I'm working on a few other things as well. So I'm always, I'm always working on a few projects, but there is obviously a, a long-term vision, a long-term goal as well. Yeah. Do you uh, do anything else with the things that you make? Do you like try and, uh, put them to, into a, some kind of an art gallery or do you, I don't know. Uh, no, not yet. I think I'm focusing on just building things. I've, I've sold a couple of them and I've given away a couple of them as well. So I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I've got this thing or someone's actually uh, contacted me and said, can you build this thing for my child? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try and build it. Really? No, I haven't had a chance to uh, exhibit them yet. Um, most of what I built, I keep as well because one day, you know, I can look back and say, uh, this was this was funny or I can learn from it. But you must have a whole room full of stuff i i do have i do have a room uh, a lot of the stuff is shared in different parts of the house i've got a few things behind me 
few things in the in the games room, few things in the garage. The stuff that looks nice, my wife is willing to present out in the out, out in the open. <laughs> the out stuff, of the room. <laughs> yeah, the other stuff can go to the uh, the the poor room. Yeah, yeah, special yeah. room. Yeah, you don't go room. in there. We lock that one up. That's right. And then um, <laughs> you know, kids come. I was like, oh, can we play? It's like, no, don't touch that. <laughs> You can look, but don't touch. So I do make things specifically for kids that they can just play. And if they break, I don't care. But other stuff is, I sort of, I just don't let them touch it. And and have your kids inherited that gene from you? I think so. I think I, I try and keep them involved as much as possible. I think they've taken it for granted that they see all these things around them because yeah. when they don't realize that when other kids come, they're like, oh my God, it's so cool. There's an R2D2. Oh my God, there's two of them. Oh my God, yeah. there's all this stuff. Well, and my kids are like, yeah, but no, I, I, I get him involved. My son is always, um, you know, drawing technical drawings on the board and he's working on some project at school and he's, you know, he's using some of my tools. So I try and get them both involved where, where I can. But yeah, I think I, th- I think it's inherent in them, you know, that they want to know how things are built and and why things work the way that they do. Um, I'd like to chat a bit more about your creative process. Like yeah. when you actually get an idea you have to find the material and you yeah. got to build it yeah you got to decide what you're going to do with it where you're going to store it and also yeah. when do you have the time when do you actually dedicate the time to do the building yeah no good point so we'll, st- we'll start with the time um I, I you know i i try and dedicate some time every single day even if it's right. as little as half an hour right. um during the weekends i actually build an entire program of the things i need to do because i find i just waste time if i don't have a general um vector of what i'm supposed to do for the day so it could be i could have a list of 10 things i might achieve three of them but at least i've achieved three of them do you get Um, sidetracked easily oh yeah of course yeah as you would look at that that happened let me try and build that oh and then you get a new idea yeah um and then (laughs) the the, the process is you know i have an idea it could be it could be to help learn a skill i'm going to use in in five ten years it could be hey this will be cool because it's just cool for the sake of being cool Um, and then, so I draw it out, you know, I spend maybe hours, days, sometimes weeks thinking about how am I going to build it? Cause I need to work within the limits of my knowledge. There's no point saying I want to build a, a, a jet turbine if I don't know how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Build an electric car. Yeah. I'm going to build an electric car and then you spend 10, 20 years trying to learn about batteries. So I think, I think I, you know, I draw it out. I've got a, I've got a massive sketchbook, which is full of drawings. Wherever I go, I take a sketchbook with me. Anywhere I go, I always have it with me so I can keep updating the drawings. Really? And then I, yep, list the requirements. What does it need to do? Why does it need to do? And then, and then that's, you know, and then get really excited, get some of the materials, start building. And then you see it slowly uh, taking shape. And then I go through a, a little bit of a crisis mode. I'm like, oh, what, what, why am I building this? You know, what? <laughs> yeah. What, why am what I doing, doing this? Why did I start doing this? What, why have I done this? What is this going to do for me? Where is it? Is this is this time I need to waste on this? <laughs> and if I get past that, yeah, then you see, then it's almost you know seventy percent complete. Like okay, cool, I know what I'm doing, nice. and and then sort of try and push through to the end. And then once you're nearly there, you say, look, I've just got to finish it. You know, I can't just stop doing. That's right. I'm just going to finish it. And then um, if it's if it's a complex one like a robot, I think. Uh, hard, biggest thing for me is is the programming takes the longest so testing wow. and trying that's the the hardware side is really easy the the yeah. programming is is not easy at all yeah. and i currently use just the basic arduino boards and a program in c i i oh, tend to use other people's code they've used right. before and try and modify it but yeah there's, there's a lot of trial and error 
And um, when, when you're building, when you're building, when you're testing individual components, they all work fine. Is when you integrate them together is when just um, it doesn't always work as you expect it to work. And it could yeah. be something as, oh, there was enough voltage or the wire was loose. And you can spend three, four times as much just on the programming than you do on the construction. Yeah. But that's just me. Not necessarily other people. I'm just not good at programming. Yeah, I look, I, that's, I wouldn't even dare. I remember when I was young, I did a computer course at school and I programmed in, oh, maybe at uni, I programmed in Delphi. Yeah, right. So, so, oh, my God, what the yeah. hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> not for me. Yeah, no, it, it is very difficult. Um, but luckily, even in, with, with like the internet and... Uh, and now with ChatGPT, you can even, GPT, oh, you can even chat, just pull down like lines of code. It's crazy. I was I was actually looking up on ChatGPT. How can I make this? And it spelled out the code. I'm like, oh, my God, I wouldn't have thought of this in like 50 years. So incredible. it's scary. It makes us wonder, you know, what more do we have to value add? <laughs> Absolutely. to humanity so oh, maybe yeah. we should maybe we should be more creative and let the machine do the repetitive work but yeah chat GPT is quite fascinating yeah, pretty amazing yeah and, and do you ever like just switch off and relax or is that when that when as soon as you relax that's when all the ideas come to your head i yes yeah, so when i relax ideas so I, I do sometimes need time away from everything just do nothing and and just relax but at the back of my mind is always my projects. Oh, how am I going to solve this problem? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get this? So there's always, and it's fine. That, that That's fine. It's part of, that's who you are. Yeah. I, I think it's just part of it. Um, sometimes I need to relax, just get away from work, just get away from the city. That, yeah, that's something okay. I, I just sometimes being, um, you know, being close to nature, even being at the beach, just not seeing any buildings around you is, is a good yeah. thing just to yeah. clear your mind. Wow, yeah. have you got anything there that you can show us something cool yeah i've got a, yeah i've got a few oh, this is the uh, robotic oh, dog i'm working on so there's your little ai camera and there's your little you know head he's got it'll have touch sensors so they can respond um and we'll see there's there's the rest of it there and that's insane <sighs> I've got, a, I've got a little crawler. Here's your garden inspector. So it's got oh like spikes God. and it sits half the ground to avoid um, high grass. It's got <laughs> a few other things. That's incredible, man. That's really good. So this is a little you know, toy scorpion that I built for the kids. I would say it's unsafe because as soon as as soon as you push this button, the spike shoots oh, out. Boy. So that's, uh, I keep that away from the kids. But yeah. I mean, it's not... You know, it's not harmful, but it's, it's something that yeah, you're not you expecting. Yeah, so I don't let them play with that. Um, yeah, there's, there's always something. Yeah, there's some of the stuff. I've, I've oh, my on. God. I can just imagine what your house looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is fun. And, like, no one ever gets bored when they come to my house. No one ever yeah. gets bored. There's always something for them to look at. You can, and sell, a lot of stuff, you can yeah. sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was trying to buy something off someone of Facebook Market. And they – because I <laughs> – Part of my marketing campaign, I take pictures of the things I'm selling in front of my R2D2, in front of my, just wow. to get more views. And, so, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm happy to give you this if you show my son how to build a robot. It's like, okay, cool. And they came down, they gave me the thing and they talked him through it and they played around and they, they saw that as a, as a fair trade and so did I. So, Good old bartering, yeah. bartering system. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> what else? Yeah, and they, a lot of these things are generally feature my YouTube channel as well. So I try and show... Um, you know how I built it, and if I can't show how I built it, I'll show them what it looks like, and they can sort of get an idea of, of what to do. But um, yeah, and maybe yeah, it'll yeah. inspire a few people. That's amazing. Yeah, and that's a really good point. I mean, 
do you do you do you like the idea of sharing this and trying to inspire other people to be creative? Do you think that people are they because a lot of people say to me, oh, I'm not creative, I'm not creative at all. But I think everybody's creative. Everybody's got a creative part of themselves. They just have to learn to express it. Yeah, and that's a lot right. of people just switch, like it switches off and they never never access it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be building things. It could be that's right. even it could be coding. cooking. Yeah, even even coding is is a skill, is an art as well. Yeah. Actually, much of it's hard. Yeah, you can code in a million different ways. Yeah, exactly right. I think um, I think everyone has the ability to do it, but I think it does. I think it requires a bit of patience. Yeah, and and, and then uh, I myself have always had a goal, have always had a mission, so I'm trying to work towards that. Um, it, it could be that others haven't found, you know, what their purpose is and maybe yeah. haven't been able to tie it to um, yeah. their creativity, yeah. yeah. So what's your purpose then, you know, in terms of creativity and inspiring people to create? Um, I think, um, you, know, we, we, you know, I'm in my late 30s, so I think it's time to inspire the next generation of, of especially in Australia, I think we're lacking a big push for STEM, or at least from a yeah. science perspective. And... Um, I think especially with uh, the media nowadays and the stuff that's started, I didn't see a lot of inspiring TV shows. When I was a kid, I used to watch, you know, uh, Carl Sagan's Cosmos as a kid. You know, he inspired me to go study science, him and my dad, you know, let's do, let's, let's, let's look at stars. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, although there's a lot more media available, I don't see this national push towards science. So no. I think if I can, you know, inspire one kid to go and, take apart his clock or go build something that's good that's good and i know i've done that because i've got a lot of feedback and a lot of questions and remarks on my videos hey can i get a copy of plans like yeah sure like i'd even i'd even you know it's not even about you know making money it's about if you can inspire someone to go think a little bit differently then then yeah, you can give it a shot. yeah. yeah and i mean you look at even the simplest of tools built by humans thousands of years ago to the rockets to the moon it all started with an idea and then you just build and build on it, and eventually, you know, yeah, someone's vision can become a reality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so it's so true. Like, without people that create things, what will we do? We, you know, we have to rely on those people that create something that are going to take our our quality of life to the next level. That's right. And with um, like you mentioned, with like ChatGPT, robotics, repetitious tasks being taken over by machines. We have to evolve into a creative stage where creating new things or finding better ways of doing things. And that's what, and, and not be afraid to try something that sounds silly because you, you never know. You never know where it could go. Yeah. 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 I mean, where do you think the future's going to go with all this uh, machine learning and AI and um, chat GPT? And you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It, it, it's quite fascinating, actually. Um, I think there's I think there's good potential if it's used properly. Yeah. I, I just don't know how it'll tie back to the financial economic system. So mm -hmm. if you have a machine that's doing all the work, then how are we gonna, you know, with the rising population, reduction in resources, maybe AI can help resolve some of that. Maybe if it's used, it can be used for the better of humanity. Yeah, that's and, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So it can and and then and then and if it's hijacked by corporate entities that are trying to a benefit financially, then then you have a group of people which have that access to technology and those that don't, and it could be in a way weaponized. So it it, it could go either way. Well, I just don't know yet. Yeah, but yeah. I, I find ChatGPT really useful, even for things like, oh, how do I write this in a better way? Because it's a tool, 
you know, there was once upon a time where you had, you know, you couldn't use spell check in school and you got <laughs> That's right. spelling. Now we use spell check all the time. You ever send an email that prompts you, you want to spell check. So, and we've accepted that as normal. Whereas 15, when I was at school, you know, you had to look up the dictionary and learn how to spell it. That's right. We have the Webster dictionary. Webster, and we had a yeah. pencil and yeah. an eraser. Yeah, and if we made a mistake, we'd erase the yes. word and rewrite yeah. it. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then the irony was if you couldn't spell the word, you couldn't look it up. So you could never find the word you're trying That's to right. spell. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And then people used to be, there used to be some of those people that would know all these crazy long words. Yes. And we, nobody knew what they meant. Some people were just brilliant with, um, you know, command of the of the dictionary yes yes and i think um i think humans i think nowadays we have a lot of access to information but unfortunately there is a lot of access to not disinformation but you know unverified information yeah yeah yeah. so, yeah. so you can google it if you if you ask me a question or something i don't know i can google within two seconds yeah. and give you the answer but it doesn't mean it's a good answer correct yeah, yeah. So, so maybe the quality of the information yeah, yeah can't be verified but yeah yeah, yeah. And I mean, what about your kids? Do you, are you very strict on how much time they spend on devices versus, you know, just being a kid and building stuff and playing in the, in the backyard or how do you manage that? Yeah, we, we, we try to be, we try to give them hours, you know, we're trying to give them a bit of study and then a bit of play and then a bit of screen time. Um, we try and, and regulate it. We, we call it more of a, it's a privilege, not, not a right. Yeah. Having said that, sometimes what are you gonna do with them sometimes it's like well we're stuck at home there's nothing literally yeah nothing else to do so i try and um yeah i try and take advantage of it so if my son wants to use the ipad for example he will we've got a math application and do a bit of math and that way he's learning a bit and he's playing yeah. with it uh, but i think <laughs> it's some think educational content at least some you know i know there are some good games out there which i'm going to do some research on which will give him both the pleasure of playing and learning at the same time but it's it, it is a digital age like even at the dinner table everyone's on a, everyone's on a device it's just crazy isn't it? it it's crazy it's not healthy but that's the world we live in i suppose yeah. and you yeah. know as as a lot of people say you know in the future that's just got to be the norm you know this new generation there we call them digital natives you know, yep. they're born into this they don't know any other way whereas we yeah. we're lucky that we've seen both sides yes that's right and my um i've got a the laptop i'm using is a bit old uh, my daughter is used to using the phone and ipad so she'll see things on my laptop she'll start touching the screen not knowing it's not touch yeah, exactly, screen yeah. <laughs> well, she's going to touch a, the uh, tv screen that's like, right. oh, don't touch that yeah, isn't yeah. It amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> so ryan I believe that you, you know, put a lot of this stuff on your YouTube channel. So I'd love you to tell everybody a bit more about your channel and, you know, what you want to do with it and, you yeah, know, sure. what, what your goal is. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. So I do have a YouTube presence. I've been building it over the last few years. And I thought with all these things that I'm building, I may as well put them online. Um, the uh, So I typically go through, you know, what I built, how I built it. Sometimes I go into a lot of detail, just depending on at the time. Um, but I'm always open to, you know, remarks. I get a lot of questions and I'm always willing to help. Um, I'm still working on my filming and editing techniques. I think it is getting better with time. <laughs> How do you but do that? Just it, on your mobile phone or? Uh, no, well, I used to do it on my mobile phone. Now I actually bought a, a proper a proper camera, nice. whatever that means, a proper camera and some proper editing <laughs> software. Nice. I think 
I think I try and focus more on the actual content than the editing, but um, I think there is something to say about good editing and, and good videography as well. It does make a difference. Yeah. There are some really excellent videos out there of uh, people making things and you, you can sort of learn, learn a lot. Um, but at the same time, I'm just trying to find the balance between I don't necessarily have to create a video to attract people. I'll just create the videos that I want to create and then it'll attract actual true crowds that are interested in. It doesn't yeah. have to be a Hollywood production. No, it doesn't have to be. I'm not going to necessarily change everything I do to attract. I'm going to do what I what I can. Here's, here's what I do. You guys interested? You know, you can you can join up and 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 then watch me build or, or learn. So 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 we're still working on. It. I try and release roughly uh, one one video a month. Well, once every couple of months. I've got a Facebook page as well. And um, yeah. Have you got a Facebook group or just a Facebook page? No, just a Facebook page. So I try and update that as often as I can. I try and roughly stick to once a month. Uh, if I, or if I have an idea or something, but it mainly the YouTube channels, I'm always working on one video yeah. in the background. I'm always, I'm always about three, four months behind. So I'm building something. The biggest challenge is when you build something, you just build it. But when you build and film it, it's a lot of takes, you know, three, oh, yeah. four times as long and you got to yeah. get the camera angle right. And you're like, oh, that didn't work. I'm going to have to repeat that process again. Yeah, <laughs> You know, yep. um, I do have a lot of videos on, on some restoration projects, especially for telescopes, because I think oh, wow. it's, it's a really good instrument to, to exploring the heavens. So I try and show how you can restore an old telescope that potentially has been neglected into something that's useful again, thereby you can you know, save money and, and then still get something out of it. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. Um, and basically, I'm assuming the best way to find you would be your YouTube channel, your Facebook page. Yep. Do you have a website or anything? Or? I do have a website. It's still in the draft stage, but I do, do prefer everything come through YouTube. In the, in the comments, there's details to my email addresses there as well. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I put all those in the, no the, the comments for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. I just love, you know, I really love the fact that you are so passionate about creating and building because there's not enough people today that you know tap into that a lot of people yeah. just do the day-to-day -day and they you never really inspire themselves to actually go, go outside the box and create something new so i think it's really important for people to thank you i think that, that, that's absolutely awesome do you have any last words or comments for anyone out there that's maybe thinking about creating something and they're just not quite taking the first step yeah, I mean, there's always, you know, you just, it always starts with a drawing and an idea. If you have an idea and just as soon as you grab that pen and put it to paper, the ideas will start flowing, just like writing as well. So if you have an idea and the first thing you do is get a pen and paper and just draw or write whatever the idea is and build it from there. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of resources out there, especially in the digital age. You, you don't need a laser cutter, although it helps depending on what you're trying to build. You don't need, um, you know, expensive tools. You can build with with what you have at home and then slowly build on it. But no, just um, yes, yeah, so don't stop dreaming. Really, yeah, I love it. I love it, and that kind of touches in onto what you said earlier. Is you always decide initially, or you think about what your capability is, yes, and not to overstep the mark. Like if you want to build something, build it with the in the capacity that you can allow. Yeah. You don't have to know everything about everything. Exactly, and be happy with a, and be happy with a prototype or something that looks like it was yeah. built terribly. There's nothing wrong with that because yeah. you can learn and then and then slowly improve. I think the biggest trap you can fall into is you want to build this beautiful solution with with all these bells and whistles and it's going to do That's all right. these things and you realize, oh my God, this is so hard. You lose motivation, you just drop it. Yeah, I mean, 
Just think about the first cars, what they look like, the first lawnmowers, what they look like, the first dishwashers, who knows what they look like. Exactly. Very different to what they look like now. Precisely. Everything is an evolution. So as long as you accept that, uh, you're going to start somewhere and it's not going to look great, that's fine. I mean, you look at Soviet technology, you know, not very aesthetically pleasing, but very effective as as an example. You know, their aircraft don't look very nice. That they fly well, for example, or no. um, do you think that's just a, a, the philosophical um, I, choice? I, I think I think at the time in the during the Soviet Union, I think the emphasis was on let's build something functional. Yeah, we don't we don't have to make it look pretty because the emphasis wasn't on consumerism. Their their okay. emphasis was on let's build Function. things that's functional. So, yeah. uh, which is is unfortunate because then they couldn't export, they couldn't sell to people, they couldn't generate money. But so it, it's a fine balance. But if you build something that looks nice, yeah, it doesn't have to work. People are still going to buy. If you'd be surprised. <laughs> Oh, yes. Does it work? No. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Um, Really amazing to come on the show. I uh, urge everybody to check out your YouTube channel, your Facebook page, and we're going to put all that in the show notes for everyone. And as Ryan says, never stop dreaming. You know, if you've got a passion to build something, think about how you're going to do it. Take some time out, do a little sketch. And just get out there and build it. And, you know, the the creative journey in itself is already so powerful. It's incredibly rewarding, I'm assuming, when you come to the end and you say, wow, look what I just built. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well done. Well, everybody, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective. Gaza, thanks again, mate, for joining. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And we'll see everybody for the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, I would be delighted to collaborate. Feel free to buzz me on 0414-659-800 or email me on darren at suspendedanimation.com.au. I'm always on the lookout for great guests who can share their stories and expertise with my community. Also, if you have been thinking about putting your own podcast together, and not sure where to begin, look no further. I run a really simple three-part podcasting course, one-on-one with me, where I walk you through the entire podcasting journey. You will end up with a fantastic new podcast to start sharing right away. Feel free to get in touch to discuss further. But for now though, have a fantastic day and I'll see you next time.